Welcome to the Unpolished MBA podcast and our special holiday series called Unpolished Gold, Mining for Talent in Transition, where we uncover the hidden gems of the professional world this holiday season. I've posted about it before. And I'm going to ask you, have you found it to be true? So, and it's about once you're kind of transitioning from entrepreneurship into a full-time role, there's a lot of bias in the work, in the industry, right? Amongst hiring managers and those of that nature. And I want to know if you found it to be easier, the same or harder than before you had all of this entrepreneurial experience in order to get an interview and to get any notice. We have to all, we have to go all the way back to maybe when I was 18, where I had applied for a job, you know, it was different. It was weird. And I think, yes, there was, there's bias before I moved up here. Mm -hmm. uh, I hired a resume on a biz resume coach slash uh, hiring coach, I guess, job coach off of Elance. And I had a crude resume. I sent that to her. I, she, I sent her some additional information and she just told me flat out, you're unhired. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She said, well, based on the fact that you've run your own business, no one is going to take you seriously as being uh, loyal to their company or to that role. Oh, really? So we want yeah. to talk about loyalty now, huh? <laughs> not from what we're seeing in the marketplace. I don't think there's loyalty. So they expect it from the employee side of things, but not the other way around. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do right now, Jabril, I'm just going to introduce you to the Unpolished MBA audience. And then we're going to get into this conversation a little bit more. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, audience, Unpolished MBAs, I'd like to introduce you to a special guest, Jabril Suleiman. And Jabril, I want to thank you for being on today and being so willing to share your story with everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I want to hop right into some of your background, which is very vivid. Honestly, you've done a lot of things and a lot of things that are really interesting to me, especially on the entrepreneurship side of things. So when we're talking about biases in hiring, I just, you know, kind of got down on employers for expecting loyalty, whatever that means. And that is a big issue, I think, in this workplace. So for her to say that the employers wouldn't want to hire you, is it out of fear that you would leave, out of fear that you're overqualified and could have their job? Like, what do you think is the difference between back then and like what you're experiencing now? So when I uh, hired that coach, uh, job coach, uh, you know, this was 2016. So, I mean, this wasn't long ago. And, you know, uh, I really don't know what context she meant by that, you know, she explained the fact that, you know, I wouldn't stay because I'm always going to be moving on to something or creating something else. But I mean, 
at that point in time, I was definitely trying to get a job. Uh, I didn't know in what at that point. This this was when I hired her. I just gave her all of my qualifications and the businesses that I had run, the tech startup, the links to the articles that talked about the tech startup and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to land some type of tech-based role. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I really wanted to do because everything that I had done before was off of my own fruits and efforts, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I really didn't know. So, but that still didn't deter me. And I went through web development boot camp, and I did uh, apply for several jobs at the end of 2017 uh, or mid end of 2017 around, uh, you know, a junior web developer. Okay. Because now you had the experience from the General Assembly boot camp and, you know, they have you actually build stuff in there. So now you're going to apply it, right? Yeah. And now I was uh, planning on applying it. I applied for many jobs. I actually had two resumes, but because I had this, the tech experience from the tech startup and so forth, uh, a lot of the uh, hiring managers thought that I was farther along, even though I was applying for a junior uh, web developer role. They, I felt like that they were, and I've dealt with developers, I've managed development teams and so forth. And so I'm tech stack savvy, but they were treating me as if I was farther along than what I was or what I had listed on my resume. They were giving me a, I feel like an interview as if I was a mid-level or senior-level developer versus just being a junior developer. Mm-hmm. So because you had experience working with people or guiding people from a high level in your like CEO role as entrepreneur, they just assumed that the work that you would do for managing teams would also be more, more expert level even though you were just beginning. So there was seems to be there may be some misunderstanding on their part. Yeah, not the work around managing teams, around the work of just doing, actually starting from scratch as a junior web developer. Yeah. That was a job that I was applying for, but I wasn't treated as such in that case. And so that's when I learned that, you know, there's things that you don't list on your resume or there's certain things that you uh, craft in your resume. And generally, if you run your own business, uh, don't list that. List the actual role that you played or that you're applying for in relation to the business itself, which gets me into a little trouble because during the interview process, some of the recent interviews that I have had, and we'll talk about that, I've had to try to dance around that fact uh, mm-hmm. with, without getting myself in trouble, but then at the same time, feeling as though I, I can't be fully transparent and truthful in answer, while answering the question. Ah, interesting. So when you are describing what you've done in the business that you created, there is some hesitation to really reveal that either you're the C- you were the CEO, the founder of the company, or the depth of your experience running the company. Correct. Do they typically know you're, you were the CEO when you apply? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that I've had some questions asked where I didn't answer that. And hiring managers, all they have to do is a Google search. Now, if they search by my first and last name, I don't know how much information. I need to go back and look, too, because I <laughs> generally, Jabril is my middle name. So 
you search the real Suleiman, a lot of stuff pops up uh, mm-hmm. and it leads to a, a, a bread, a trail of breadcrumbs that leads back to articles and, and you know, everything else, podcasts, other media as well. So, you know, I really don't know. And then the way I have my LinkedIn shape now, it, it doesn't list that maybe on a couple of the companies, but not as of recent. So I see. Who knows? Yeah, because, you know, I am familiar with some of parts of your entrepreneurship journey because there was you got quite a bit of uh, PR around things, a lot of support online on different social media platforms. So if they have someone on their team that's pretty savvy about that, how to, you know, search things, uh, they could see that, oh, wow, he's had some prior success. But I still don't understand why that's a, a bad thing. You know, I don't know. You look at, when I look at, especially, and I've done my research lately around, especially project management, I've seen project managers where numerous jobs, you know, a year and a half here, a year and a half there, two years here, maybe. And that is it, you know, uh, as far as the extent, whether these are short-term contracts or what, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, that's the case because, you know, you're a project manager, so it's a project that has a start and an ending. You know, before it even starts, there's a definition of when it's going to start, when it's supposed to end. It may get, you know, extended. But the idea is it's it's only for that project, but there should be subsequent projects. It depends on, you know, how the company works. But a lot of times they don't really know what comes next when they're hiring project managers. And they may anticipate a project being six months, a year long. It may even go over, get, you know, there's change orders and things get added onto it. It may stretch it for two years. But that's why you see a lot of movement in the project management uh, community. Uh, And you have so many skills. It sounds like a great fit for what you want to do. What industry do you want to focus on? Uh, Well, you know, I've always loved tech, technology in general. And so... That's the interesting thing. You know, while I was running uh, my HR tech startup inclusion, you know, I did come across many project managers and really didn't dive into what what the role entailed in many instances. But now, you know, after really just diving in, I have this track that I've already put together for myself for December. As far as, of course, I just passed my safe uh CMS, CSM, excuse me, uh, certification. So I have that. So I'm working on my PO, uh, PM certification through SAFE as well. And then also advanced uh, Scrum Master as well. <laughs> but now, you know, I put up a post the, the other day saying that I was going to go for my CAPM and okay. I got a private DM and she said, Jabril, what are you doing? You need to go for your just your PMP certification, like yeah. you have the experience there. You do. What are you doing? So, yeah, so I, so right now I'm studying for multiple things because now I am going through the, uh, the videos that are Udemy that has been highly suggested from everyone, from Joseph Phillips, uh, his course on Udemy, and then also the pocket, was it the pocket test exams as well, and another flashcards that I'm going to be going through. So, and then I'm going to be, putting together the application to get up to apply to be yeah. eligible to take the exam. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, December is going to be busy for me. 
Well, it's already started. To, today is the first, and it sounds yes. like you already have an agenda outlined for the rest of the month. <laughs> I do, I do. So I'm excited. So where do I yeah. land? I've been watching. I went down a rabbit hole on TikTok of different project managers, some that are in uh, work for utility companies. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there are, there's a lot around construction as well. I enjoy technology. I enjoy the time that I've even had in managing the various software-based projects of my own. Mm -hmm. And so I, then I want to go where the money is as well. <laughs> right. That's most important. There, there are some project managers out there that only make $60,000, $70,000 a year from, uh, uh, according to some of these on-the-street interviews. Then there are other ones that, of course, make a lot more. So it is money is a motivator as well as far as where I land, as far as project management. For sure. And you mentioned a few industries where it's very popular and the industry really makes a difference as well. So it sounds like a few of the things that you mentioned could be applicable to several industries. And when you said you like to be involved in it on the tech side of things, there's IT project management that you see a lot of positions for, but that's still not the same as you know, being, let's say, on a development team and uh, managing product, you know, management per se, maybe something that's more of a blend of both, which is kind of good. But I wish you the best in your getting your certifications and getting all that lined up. So then you will feel confident, right? Requesting yeah. the types of jobs and roles that you're looking for. Exactly. You know, I, I have, I got my Amazon uh, Web Services Solution Architect uh, certification last year. And then I have my Meta Media Buyer certification around running ads as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know there's uh, roles around uh, marketing also. For sure. But then yeah. when you talk about the IT side again with that uh, Solutions Architect certification that I had. So it is, it's just identifying what's the be best path for me. So I'm going to be asking a lot of questions. I was hands down last year after uh, my Amazon Solutions Architect certification, and I had networked with maybe five different AWS recruiters, and um, they were all like, well, as soon as you get your certification, reach out to me. I reached out to a lot of the former or people who recently had gotten hired as solutions architects as well, talking with them. And I ended up getting, um, I guess, connected with this one recruiter who I had never talked to on the phone or anything. She created a profile for me in their system. And that locked me out from being able to talk to any other recruiters. But oh, then she, no. But she had never reached out to me either. When I reached out to other recruiters, they were like, hey, well, Jane Doe already created a profile for you, even though you had not applied for a job. And so because of that, she, you're linked to her for 45 days. She never reached out to me. I sent her a few emails. And by that point, I was working at Bosch uh, doing art. I was uh, working in IT support there. And I, the contract ended. I was still looking for other roles. And I ended up just going full time with my teeth whitening business, right? Yeah. So, that was that was an interesting process. That really that wow that process was the second time that I had ever officially applied for roles in mm -hmm. my life. <laughs> or mm -hmm. as an adult, I should say. Going yeah. back to first with the the wealth development, 
Mm-hmm. And so it was a little discouraging because I was doing a lot of back channeling. But that just teaches me, that lets me know that, you know, never stop talking to people, never stop asking for questions, never stop asking for help as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You wow. Know. I talked to a lot of people at, at Amazon and it was just unfortunate that one person kind of blocked blocked my chances of really getting hired in over there and it kind of it discouraged me oh man I know it wasn't intentional and I'm so glad you shared that because I'm sure people don't know that that can even happen this is the first time I've ever heard of that so this is enlightening so you know I wonder how many other major companies have that similar kind of system in place and folks may not realize why they're not getting a call back or something they met someone a while you know a while back or a few days ago and maybe they're attached to them in the crm that's true that's true. wow i posted on linkedin uh yesterday you know just telling everyone that hey you know i've been incognito i really hadn't been on linkedin in the past really year and a half in a way that i was before and so now i'm back to asking questions and really getting in touch with the the right people who can provide the right uh, guidance for me as well. Yeah, LinkedIn is a powerful resource for that. Indeed. So, you know, you're mentioning project management and the day-to-day tasks and responsibilities involved in that is going to use some type of technology, right? So the thing is, now it's getting ready to transform quite a bit because now we have AI and we have tools. So you know, are you thinking about that? And what what are some of the things that maybe you're anticipating or foreseeing as far as your aspirations and how AI is going to affect that? I don't think that it's going to impact my search. Uh, it really, I think AI is going to be a great supplemental tool for any type of work yep. position. And, you know, one of the things that uh, they talk about now as far as an emerging role is a prompt engineer, right? And this is someone who can construct questions uh, or sentences in a way to, that interacts and gets a certain uh, response from the AI. Uh, I think we all have to learn how to become our own many prompt engineers that in a way that we can leverage AI, whether it's a J- chat GPT or BARD or any of these other uh, AIs that are out there in a way that can, you know, help galvanize our work and, and our productivity, right? But I think that it is possible. I don't, I haven't dived into all of the different ways that it can help around project management per se yet, but I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure there are tools that are being built. Hey, you know, I, I can, I love the fact that it, even if my entrepreneurial hat is on the shelf right now, I can throw it back on in a way to, to help create an even tool for my own personal productivity or, hey, this may turn into another idea one day in, in the future. But I'm excited about it. The good thing that you really jog my memory on is how interconnected being an entrepreneur is with being a good, actually a good employee. Because you take as a person who's used to making sure and being responsible that everything is taken care of in the workplace, you, those personality types with that experience 
tend to take ownership. It's not finger pointed. If there's something that needs to be done, you do it. No questions asked. And so I think that's a great skill set to have that will make you just as successful in the workplace. Even though your title wouldn't be entrepreneur, you still are very entrepreneurial in the workplace with getting things done. I agree. I agree. Uh, Self-starter, someone that can uh, innovate. Being an entrepreneur is being a problem solver. So I think that when we talk about some of the things around the the concepts around even project management and being able to solve problems, I think it it works well. It definitely complements that role and being able to come in and create solutions no matter what type of role or what type of project is is in front of you. So that's one of the things that I just look forward to. uh, I'm excited about as I move down this path. Okay. Well, as far as all of the experience you've had over the years, so you mentioned you had a, a HR tech startup where it basically helped match talent with jobs. Can you describe some of the other endeavors that you've done? Maybe I mean, just two of them, because you have a long history. That's what I was going to say from the small business side. It was, I've had a co-working space back in Pensacola. I was working on some other different projects around the music industry. I worked on projects around, uh, it was a, a shopping-based startup as well, cultural shopping app platform that I worked on before inclusion. It was called Spin With. Being able to coordinate crowdfunding around both of those different projects. You know, even recently, as far as small business goes, I actually got into the beauty business. And this is what, you know, we, we talk about the domino effect of uh, or causality. Um, I got into the beauty business because I was like, wait, I can't get a, a tech startup or a startup working, right? So let me go back to small business because I know I can get to build something from that. So here I am in the cosmetic teeth whitening industry and leveraging my knowledge around media buying to grow the business and so forth. And here walks in a gentleman who uh, is a project manager and he instantly recognized, uh, well, I get so many compliments on the CRM that I leverage and the CRM that I use uses a lot of no code, low code automation. And I built all of that out. So I would get people who would say, oh, you're a CRM, you're a system. It is, it's awesome. And he spoke on it and I explained to him my background and started explaining other things. And he was like, well, why are you in this business? And, you know, I gave my explanation. I'm going back to small business and uh, helping my ex-wife now uh, with her business and the beauty and getting it started. And uh, he said, man, with all of this scattered, you have scattered knowledge everywhere and you you know you're not honing it in on one specific thing you would be the perfect project manager and i said you know what i was going to take a safe uh agile course last or earlier this year and i didn't do it and it was around actually more so around being a product owner at the time i'm like okay i think let me go down this path so we had another conversation and you know he explained that he could provide me some coaching for a certain price. <laughs> I wasn't ready to pay that price, but I was, ready to, I, I was ready to to do the research and find out how can I get on this path myself. So here I am. Yeah, you're very resourceful because even in the beginning part of this conversation, how you were talking about utilizing the tools like Udemy and different courses and 
all the places that you're gathering information in order to meet a goal. You're not waiting on a coach or someone to lay out a plan for you. You go and seek it and do it. And that, to me, that's the ideal candidate when I'm looking at hiring. So it's, it's given this before is God and Google. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what I hear developers say too. <laughs> really? Yes, yeah, I, I do. It is. It's God giving you the ability to think outside the box and search and so forth and giving you the ideals in regards to what to type in, what type of uh, search query to type in the Google to find that right information. Now it's, it's God in TikTok and God in YouTube and, and There everything. you go. <laughs> so what advice would you give to young professionals who aspire to have a diverse career like yours? That's a hard one because for the seven years I've been up here, I, some it's been rough. It's been rough. And uh, I think back to say, well, dang, maybe I, I wish I could have found project management, you know, in 2018. Or I wish I could have been taking certs um, in 2020 when we were all sitting down at the house. And it's kind of I wish I wish. But I have to think about the fact that the experience that I've done from the things that I've done, if I was sitting there doing project management in 2018, we wouldn't even know each other because I would have been doing that instead of working on tech startups and so forth. Everything happens for a reason. So with all that being said, whatever you think that you want to do, just do it. Just don't sit there on your hands. Get Do something. As long as you're not idle, it may not be the right thing or in, even in retrospect, you may think, oh, I shouldn't have been doing that. I should have been doing this instead. Really don't know what God's plan uh, and God has for you in your plan of your career and your track and your life. You just don't. As long as you're not just doing nothing, do something. And whatever that something it is, you may five years down the line, you may think, oh, I should have, like I said, done something different, but you were still doing something and it adds a certain level of experience and color to your career. That's great advice. So I'm going to jump into some of the rapid fire questions is what we call it, where each guest answer two things. One is like a suggested book or the last book you read. So can you start there? Oh, so I'm not a big book reader. I think the last book that I read was The E-Myth. Uh, which is the oh, that's a great book. It's still very relevant. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. I read a lot of articles. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, I absorb knowledge that way. Uh huh. And then in these instructional formats through like the Udemy and and things like that, I I guess I've realized that I'm not such a bad test taker and I can absorb knowledge fast. So I'm sitting here watching all of these, uh, the YouTube, excuse me, the Udemy courses on 1.7 speed to help get through it faster. But then that's fast enough. I can't do double speed completely, but 1.75, it works for me. That's pretty good. Take notes and help reverse engineer. So yeah, we all have different ways to learn, of course. Absolutely. You you definitely know a lot of things um, because you've had to with the different businesses and the way you've uh, moved in your career. So it's very clear you can teach yourself and learn anything. That's, that's very clear. So I'm going to ask you on the tech tool side of things. What is a tech tool or tools that you can't live without? Google Docs and Google Sheets. Uh, that's, I mean, I've I always been 
a spreadsheets data person. Mm -hmm. And since that cracked version of Microsoft Office that I used to have on my main desktop, I don't have that on my laptop. <laughs> I used, <laughs> I use, I uh, just, I mean, that's the main thing. I do a lot of, I take a lot of, even with the studying now, I create my own guides, study guides, leveraging those tools. And then just social media, that's a tool. Social yeah. media is a tool in its own right as well. Jabril, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you or reach out to you if they're interested in learning more and potentially working with you? You can go to my website, which really just takes you to my link tree. So, but jabrilsulaman.com, J-I-B-R-I-L-S-U-L-A-I-M-A-N.com. We'll put in, okay. So we'll put your website in the show notes because I'm not sure if everyone's going to pick up the spelling real quick. <laughs> So we'll put it in the show notes. And you mentioned earlier that you're starting to be active on LinkedIn. Morgan, is that another place you'd like people to to reach you? Yeah, definitely. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm one of maybe five Jabril Suleimans in the world on on LinkedIn. And there are a few out there, but uh, definitely find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you know, I amassed, I think I have like 12,000 connections on LinkedIn. And I did that through the work that I've done, especially with my tech startups. And I've been definitely quiet. And then now Twitter as well. I'm super quiet now on Twitter, but a LinkedIn is going to be the, the tool of choice again for me to really get back out here and really connect with the world around project management and anything else at this point. So, All right. Well, sounds good. I want to thank you again for joining us today and sharing your journey with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, this episode is part of our holiday 2023 special series called Unpolished Gold. It's a curated collection of conversations and insights designed to highlight career professionals navigating transitions and experts with a wealth of knowledge to share. So as the year winds down, it's the perfect time to reassess, rebrand, and reinvigorate your career aspirations, remembering that every challenge is an opportunity in disguise, and every transition is a doorway to new possibilities. Stay tuned for our next episode, and if you'd like to be a guest during a special series running through New Year's 2024, go to unpolishedmba.com forward slash gold. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with anyone who might benefit from these insightful discussions. Here's to uncovering and celebrating the unpolished gems within us all. Happy Holidays!